All right. All right. All right. Hey, John and Julia discussing retirement, the ultimate treasure hunt. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? Really great. Good to see you. Um, Julia, today I want to discuss the concept of creative, creative aging. My favorite. And what that means for all of us. It's really interesting stuff. Uh, one of the great resources that you came across is a person named Mahali. And I'll let you pronounse the last name. Send me Holly. It's Easy difficult to, to pronounce, say. isn't it? It's crazy. It's easy once you, you hear it. Yes. So Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi is famous, world famous for his research on flow, but he's also done amazing research on creativity. And he devotes an entire chapter uh, in his book, Creativity, to aging creatively. Okay. And uh, he came across, he, so he wrote a book uh, entitled Creativity, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he talks about some of the great uh, evidence uh, yes. shown by people in our past. Why yes. don't you tell us about those people? So uh, there are um, famous people who sort of provide anecdotal evidence of creative genius continuing well into the later years of life. For example, Giuseppe Verdi composed Ave Maria at the age of 85. Benjamin Franklin invented bifocal lenses at 78. Frank Lloyd Wright completed the Guggenheim Museum at 91. So these are the poster children of anyone saying anything is possible as we get older. Right? These are very inspirational examples. But of course, Csikszentmihalyi went way beyond citing the well-known examples because he did a study. He studied a group of 91 high-achieving creative people in the science, sciences, humanities, and arts. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think in, uh, in that study, uh, which he uh, found a very, well, he, he's saying that two types of mental abilities. He's saying that there's a fluid and a crystallized, and maybe that's a well-known concept in psychology. I'm, I'm not aware, but that there are two types of mental abilities. One is fluid and one is crystallized. Why don't you tell yes. uh, our audience a little bit about that? Well, I think that uh, Mihaly was trying to, first of all, study a group of people who were creative well into their old age. And secondly, he was trying to figure out why they were so creative. And sure. it's really what's behind it that we are extremely interested in here today because we can all use that. We can all utilize this concept to our own advantage. Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so 
before we delve into uh, two different types of intelligence, um, one thing that I wanted to add is that Csikszentmihalyi found that in the humanities, the number of contributions appears to hold steady between 30 and 70 years of age. The trend is similar in the sciences and only in the arts is there a sharp decline after 60. And in his sample, productivity did not decline. If anything, it increased in the later years. And then Csikszentmihalyi gives an example of Linus Pauling, who was the first person to win unshared Nobel Prizes in two different fields, in chemistry, and he also won the Peace Prize. At 91, Pauling claimed that he had published twice as many papers between the ages of 70 and 90 than in any preceding 20-year period. Now, okay. that's inspirational, if yes, I may say so, right? Yes. So, so now let's go to the question that you just asked. Psychologists know that there are two types of mental abilities, fluid intelligence and crystallized intelligence. Now, fluid intelligence is our ability to respond rapidly and to compute quickly and accurately. So if I am at the grocery store and I want to estimate uh, you know, my total purchase price for all of the items in my shopping cart. I need that. But honestly, we could all probably uh, do without it somehow or just wait until, <laughs> you know, right, right. the cashier calculates that for you, right? Yeah. And then you give them your, your credit card. But crystallized intelligence is the ability to make sensible judgments using logical reasoning. Thankfully, that is improving or at least staying stable um, even in the ninth decade of life. And uh, Csikszentmihalyi's study group reported that as they aged, their abilities either improved or removed the same. Uh, here's a quote which by is, Mich Which is, uh, you know, factual evidence that uh, we don't have to decline. No, and that, so, that our judge, that our ability to use our uh, judgment, etc., is actually probably going to improve. Yes. So, Csikszentmihalyi says this positive claim is based on the contention that because of greater experience and better understanding, they can now accomplish things faster and better than before, and of course our ability to make sensible judgments and to use logical reasoning, it's something that we all need to train throughout life. Um, there are plenty of people who never make sensible judgments, uh, not when they're younger, not when they're middle-aged, not when they're older. So that's, you, know, you still have to kind of try a little bit, uh, right? <laughs> to like end up I in this category. But should you want to, uh, metaphorically speaking, um, uh, train that muscle yes yeah no it uh, should work i, I know I, I know exactly what you're saying and i, I think um that's a good uh time that's a good place to jump into this uh flow and yeah. optimal experience this 
is can be transformational for people to figure out how to grow, how to change and uh, how to stay motivated. Let's delve into that. Okay, so we're throwing these cool concepts out there uh, with a hope that um, you'll listen to us and apply all of this. And that's why this concept of flow is so exciting because it came out of Csikszentmihalyi's uh, study of enjoyment. So what yes. he noticed is that um, a lot of artists and athletes and scientists spend their time doing what they love, uh, whether or not they were going to be rewarded for it. Uh, and they did it because they loved it so much. The enjoyment of the activity itself, where you get to a point where you simply lose track of time. So being in the flow is when we immerse ourselves into something so enjoyable that literally all of a sudden, you know, we look at it and it's like the entire day has gone by. And yes. he describes it, the scientists in the labs doing their experiments and all of a sudden it's like, boom, 12 hours have gone by. And all of us have had these moments where we love what we're doing. Um, and of course, that is available to any of us. By the way, if you have some time to read, get flow and get creativity. Okay. You love both books. They're so well written. They're easy to read, super enjoyable. And you can get so many um, interesting ideas uh, from inspirational moments. Right, right. Yes. You'll get inspired to apply this to your own life. Yes, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to because uh, this is really great to help people. You know, we talk about motivation all the time. Yeah. That person just needs motivation. That person, you just got to get motivated to do this. In a way, this kind of turns that around. I agree. It it says yeah. what this says to me. And uh, if we can find what our our pure enjoyment is in our work, in our free time, Boy, if we could blend those two together mm -hmm. and get that state of flow, that optimal experience, you're going to not need to, quote unquote, be motivated. You're just going to be doing it. You know, there's no carrot. There's no stick. You don't care of the outcome. Yeah. It's almost very Buddhist, right? You're just doing something for the sake of enjoying it. And you're not looking to get anything at the end of it i i really whatever I really, the outcome is you don't care you let go of that and you're in other words you're not attached to the outcome of what happens you're in there for the pure enjoyment of it and um there is another thing that csikszentmihalyi throws into this whole mix that i find extremely interesting and it's the fact that these people pick unattainable goals or unattainable quests. Ultimately, yes. the again, goal is again so treasure hunting, right? Treasure hunting. It's it's like you know, um, if you if your goal is oh I, I want to win a Nobel Prize. Once you win it, you're done. So what do you do next? But their uh, ultimate 
quest is so completely unattainable. It's um, what is the secrets of the universe or how do you get to depict ultimate beauty in a painting or something so big that you can keep going and going and publishing and researching and enjoying it indefinitely. It's very powerful. Yes, because you're saying and what um, Mahali was saying that Mm -hmm. every one of these people is still deeply involved in tasks that they find really super exciting and rewarding for their own for its own sake. Yeah. And and it also you mentioned something that we need to talk about, and that is uh, that these people. these are ultimately unattainable, right? Uh, They're possibly an unattainable quest or goal. And that you use the example of the climber when he reaches the top of the mountain, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he gets to that mountain. He loves another mountain. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, but he, 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 he enjoys that view and he's really enjoying his accomplishment, but back over here, He's seeing a higher mountain to climb. 100%. And there's another concept that we're going to throw in the mix here. And some people call it reinvention. I'm not particularly fond of the world of the word because it sounds a little bit forced. Um, But I really like the idea and the concept that life is not linear. And I think greater and greater number of people are realizing that life is not linear, that you can be flexible, you can be creative, you can be adaptive. And if you don't like climbing mountains anymore, no big deal. You can find something else that you can do, <laughs> right? Do you know what well, I'm saying? No, right. It's- you you give the example of... Uh- a a journalist that you talk about that she talks about we as we age we realize that um we just know more and and we're we're we have many more um chances to be interested in things correct i was lucky i was able to ask this question to christian amanpour um she is a well-known journalist who traveled to war zones and she's done a number of amazing things. And um, uh, I'm going to quote her because I really like, uh, she's very down to earth and I like what she told me. She said, some of us start a career path and we think that it's going to be forever. And I think the older we get, we realize life is long and the world is big. And we're all living longer. Sometimes we see that different passions and interests emerge at different times in our life. And we need the courage to be able to say, let me try this. It boils down to courage, to not being afraid of doing the wrong thing and knowing that there actually is no such quote unquote wrong thing. Sometimes you fall off track, so you pick yourself up again. Sometimes you take this lane and it might not be the right one. So you find another lane and that is the right one. 
the courage, the self-assuredness, and the curiosity to see if there are other things you can try and other things you can do is what is going to put you on that path. Isn't that cool? No, I, I love that. I love the whole concept of creative aging. I think Mm -hmm. it's hopeful. I love what we learned about uh, flow and, and fluid and crystallized intelligence Mm -hmm. and reinvention. And as always, I got a lot out of today's discussion with you, Julia. And and I really look forward to uh, talking with you next time. Likewise. Thank you, John. See ya.